Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey parents, welcome to another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. My name is Tim Wright, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And uh, today, as is normally the case, we have another listener question. And uh, it's a really good one, uh, and in many ways kind of a tough one. And, and we're glad that uh, this, uh, the mom was willing to send it to us so that you could listen in to the discussion we have about it today. If you ever have a question for us that you'd like us to address on the podcast, you can reach us at wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com, and you'll find a submission form there, and you send that in, and and, uh, we write you back and just say, we got it, we're going to put you in the queue, and then we get to your question as soon as we can. Also on wonderofparenting.com, you will find our sponsors, and we're so grateful to them uh, for making it possible for us to bring this podcast to you, our good friend, Dr. Greg Jantz, and the great folks up in the Seattle area uh, at the Center of Place of Hope, where they do offer you hope through a variety of counseling uh, initiatives and opportunities and experiences and through Greg's books. And uh, we encourage you to check them out, wonderofparenting.com, and then head over to the link for the Center of Place of Hope, and also check out the Ford School. Michael, what uh, do you want us to know about them? The Ford School, yes. Um, <clears throat> wonderful sponsor. They're part of the Embark Health Corporation and the Kalo Division, uh, which is a corporation that has a number of schools. And this is residential treatment, and this one is in Benton, Tennessee, on 55 acres um, on a river. Adventure therapy, as well as education, the whole gamut. It's a it's a whole school. Um Beautiful facility, uh, great team. So it's for 14 to 17-year-old boys who are having issues, and it, they provide both short-term and long-term. So up to a year, but could be shorter, um, of residential. So it's the Forge School. It's on wonderofparenting.com. People will see the icon and can click the link. Very good. I'm going to uh, read our question for today because I'm sure there's a lot to unpack with this one. I have a daughter who is five and a son who is three and my father is a big part of their lives. My mom watches my kids while I work, sometimes at their house, and he sees them almost every weekend. Most interactions are pleasant, although I can't help but get that nagging feeling that something's not right. I'm coming to some realizations about my father as I go through my own therapy for anxiety and depression. I never realized how much he affected me as a child and teen until recently, And now I'm struggling with how much I really want to have him a part of their lives. In short, he's a very stereotypical alpha male. Physically dominating, boisterous, talking down to people, very critical of others' mistakes. He was never physically abusive to me, but I can remember some moments of him and my older brother which uh, about towing the line. I do believe he is emotionally abusive to my mom, but in the subtle way that she doesn't even realize it. 
always calling out her mistakes, especially in groups of people, blaming her for everything that goes wrong in his life, etc. She has very low self-esteem, so does not challenge him frequently. Regarding my kids, he is very critical of my very sensitive daughter and has a very short temper with my very active son. He clearly does not respect my wishes as a parent. For example, when I asked him not to hug my daughter when she doesn't want hugged, want to be hugged, I had to seriously put my foot down for months for him to follow through, and still occasionally he challenges it. While it's clear we have a lot of work to do as a family, how do I navigate this with my kids while we work on it? Is my daughter old enough for me to talk about overly critical people? I don't want her to think that uh, that the way he talks to my mom is normal. Do I just limit interaction with my son? I don't want him to grow up constantly getting yelled at. Do I distance our family altogether? Am I overreacting? My husband doesn't seem to think too much of his behavior, but he didn't grow up with this. All right, that's a, that's a heartbreaking question, really, in a lot of ways. Uh, and um, so, Michael, what were your initial responses to that question? Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I... I, um, I'm so glad you're on this, you know, that we're co-hosts of this and that you're a grandparent, right? Mm, and I, yeah. I am only a parent. I don't have grandkids yet. And, and so I think you're going to have some really great insights here. I, my, when I am working with people in therapy and I'm, I'm doing family therapy with people, I, one of the questions that I ask if a particular parent brings up, you know, a question like this, I ask, okay, now what does your spouse think, right? And it's a way to check it um, because the person who's, who's bringing it up is absolutely correct in bringing it up. I mean, I have I have no doubt that this guy is, as she describes him, this grand, grandfather, um, you know, but I, just like on this podcast, all we get is someone sends us an email, right? So how do we check what is being said. And there, here there is a check where she has asked her husband, what do you think about all of this? And her husband has said, well, I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. Mm-hmm. So I think in the area of good news, I think that is good news. Um, and then what it does is it, it raises uh, the question, and you probably saw this too in this, you know, she's in therapy for anxiety and depression, and he... He he was an alpha with her, and she's probably learning or processing in therapy that, and and remembering, uh, having memories that now are seeming traumatic to her, and that may have may actually have been trauma at the time, right? We don't we don't really know, uh, but they are certainly seeming traumatic to her now. The ways in which he critiqued her, and the way that he treats his his wife, um, her mom which is seeming to be and may well be trauma. So she's processing, and this is the reason that I always ask, what does your spouse think? Because So she's processing all that's happening with her kids and her parents. She's processing it through the lens of her therapy and through the lens of her traumatic memories. Um, and and I, so that is another thing I would say is for anyone in a similar situation, remember how you're processing it. Right, and for her, if I were talking to her, I would say, "Okay, you're processing it through this lens," and your your husband, the father of your children, is saying, "I don't think there's any big deal here. You're seeing a big deal." So, um, so that's number two. Then number three is, okay. With all that said, there still is something. There still is something going on. Uh, 
um, like the example of the hug, that that's a really useful experiential example where where he, I think, is making a mistake that that is in the present that she can help him deal with that's not in the past that isn't the complexity of therapy and whatever and projection and what, whatever is happening. He's she as the parent is saying this is you know hurting my daughter this is scaring my daughter you need to stop this and he's not stopping it that part i think is on absolutely on him you know he's not going to be able to change his personality and his kids are going his grandkids are going to get assets from him um but clearly they're also going to get some liabilities and what the parent can control the parent has to try to control <clears throat> and the parent has to be the ultimate arbiter in this situation if the parent absolutely is sure that this is harming the daughter then to me that's the thing to really go with you know talk to him about because the previous therapy stuff is a different subject she ha- she has to work with him on what her traumatic memories are and they have to work on that right as a as a daughter and a father an aging mm-hmm. father the uh but in terms of what to focus on I would focus on these things that he's doing that the daughter is sure are causing harm that she has got to get him to stop doing, you know, and focus on those because globally she, she can't focus on everything globally because he's not going to change. His personality is set and the dynamic isn't going to change. Uh, so those, those are my, my initial thoughts, but you're a grandfather. What do you think? <laughs> well, I'm throwing it back on you. Yeah, uh, thank you. Well, you know, I I hope I'm a good grandfather, right? So that I think, uh, you know, those of us who love our kids and love our grandkids, um, as a grandfather, uh, the email is heartbreaking for me to think that a grandfather would be really critical of his granddaughter, that uh, he would be short-tempered with his active grandson. Now, I get the being a little short-tempered with the, the overactivity. You know, partly uh, my, uh, my oldest grandchild now is 11. And my energy level for my grandchildren now versus 11 years ago is pretty different. Oh, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm in good shape. I take care of myself. I live an active life. But still, uh, and my wife and I both commented on this, and of course now we have five grandkids versus one, so that's different too. Um, but it is a little bit tougher... Uh, for me to put up with the loud screaming of the boys in particular uh, when the three boys get together and, and um, you know, the fighting or whatever. Um, you know, and I, 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 I learned to step back and enjoy it. Uh, so I get some of that. But the, the job of the grandparent is to spoil the heck out of these kids. That's what mm-hmm. our job is, right? right. And yeah. let the parents discipline them, for heaven's sake. Now, that's not completely true. Um, so I, I think just in my own visceral response to her email is rather heartbreaking to think of saying anything to my granddaughters or sons that would discourage them, belittle them. Um, you know, the, 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 the disciplining of, uh, you know, overactivity or when the kids are doing stuff wrong, that's, that's okay. That's what grandparents should do. But the, the belittling, maybe the critical nature, um, is, is of deep concern uh, just reading what, what we have here. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable. 
with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. I will say I'm really interested in your point here about how what the husband sees or doesn't see versus the daughter and, and her processing much of her relationship with her dad and her, his impact with her her kids through her own experience of him. And that's very fascinating uh, to me, uh, which I hope will be helpful for her to, to step back a little bit and say, I've got to uh, understand I'm working through stuff with my dad. I can't project all of my da- experiences with my dad onto what my dad's doing with my kids. Um, at the yeah. same time, what I, I hear you saying, though, is she does need to be aware of because she knows her dad. And uh, I guess what I'm, I'm curious about is, um, you know, if, if her da- let's say her dad is exactly as she says he is, that he's very strong, he's very negative, controlling. Um, what, what are some things that she can do? That's what, she, of course, she's asking. What are some things that she can do to keep dad in the relationship with her kids but not allow dad to be debilitating to her kids? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's the second half of today's podcast. Like yeah. now we have, we have to answer her other, her question, which was, I'm not sure I want, you know, what I'm not sure I want them to have so much access to him or him to yeah. have so much access to them. What do I do about that? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so this is, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to really escape it, but I am going to say before I give some insights and thoughts, is that this is a better question to be talking to therapists about yes. who know her and know the family, and then to be talking to the husband about, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, who's the kid's father and knows the family, and you know, to be talking to the two or three people who know these people, right? So, because this is the limitation of a podcast, because now we're into a realm where it's such an interwoven web that we can't we can't actually answer this question. But we can we can I can provide some questions to ask. And one question to ask is, what are the assets that the kids are getting from being with the grandparents? Mm, mm. And number two, do those assets? outweigh the liabilities. So um, uh, the assets are going to be obviously convenience assets, keeping childcare in the family, not paying for childcare. Obviously, there can be a bunch of assets there. But I also mean the assets of multi-strategic parenting. You know, are there, is there some extent to which the active boy who the f- grandfather is telling to stop, let's say, that is there is there something there that's actually good for him? That mm-hmm. he's learning that in certain places you don't act that way, but in other places you're free to act that way. And mm-hmm. is that actually good to learn that in life? With the daughter, I mean, certainly the the pushing your body on a daughter's body, you know, no. Get, mm-hmm. But that seems like it's been taken care of. Uh, are there other assets the act daughter is actually getting from the father being, uh, the grandfather, sorry, being sort of alpha? Is he? Is the daughter going to be modeling something good there? Uh, also, you know, in other words, got to have the assets and liabilities conversation, and and got to have that conversation with, um, and it's going to be about 
about practical and financial economic things, but it's also going to be about psychological development and have that with close people who are close. If the, if the decision is made, if, you know, if, if everyone can talk about this and then make a list of assets and liabilities, and then, you know, especially this mom and her husband, right, of the children are going to have to look at this list. And if they, if they, you know, say, no, the, the liabilities are outweighing the assets, we, you know, we're at the point where we may have to make a change, you know, then they definitely should go and talk to their, the woman's parents, the grandparents, go and talk to them. And if they're, if they can start talking to them before making this final decision, right, it would be really good. But the context would be, we're thinking about making this decision, because of, and it has to be experiential. They have to list A, B, C, and D. You know, they can't go at the guy and say, because you were really critical of me when I was a girl, I'm worried that you're going to be, you know, that's actually, I don't think going to work. It may, I don't know the guy, but based on the personality they've described, I think he's going to just become incredibly defensive. And then he's going to shut the conversation down. He's going to blame the daughter, you know, say she's weak or whatever it is he'll mm-hmm. use to debate with her. That's going to hurt her feelings. And I, and I don't, I'm not sure it's going to be useful, but I think useful could be a list of four or five things. You know, these, uh, these five things that you're doing scare us and we're united. Like she and her husband need to be united mm-hmm. if they're going to come to this decision. Now, if, and this is part of how she's going to know, I think, how much of it is her own therapy and, and projection and, and trauma response and how much of it is about her two kids. I think the way she's going to know is by having these conversations with these f- three or four people and making these lists. And if everyone else is saying, I think they're okay, and she's the only one saying, I don't think my kids are okay – that's instructive, right? Those are some of the questions that are going to get asked. Who thinks your kids are not okay with this guy? Um, in other words, that the liabilities outweigh the assets. If it's only me, the daughter of the guy, then I think she's going to uh, – I I would suggest she keeps setting the right boundaries with her father in terms of you don't hug, you know, in terms of these three or four things that she needs to battle with him about. But that – probably her kids are okay, right? Because mm-hmm. all with him, because these other people who are not involved in therapy or not his daughter are looking at these two children and thinking what's best for the, these two children and saying, hmm, I think his assets outweigh the liabilities. So, but if she and her husband or she and her husband and the therapist, you know, I mean, if let's say three and maybe there's another best friend involved, there's four of them all end up making lists that show that the liabilities outweigh the assets, then he either has to change his behavior, which is going to be very hard for him, mm-hmm. uh, or they have to take him out. Hmm. So I, part of what I hear you saying is that that this is really a discussion she should be having with her therapist, which I would assume she is. Um, but if not, it would be really helpful to have that. Um, the other dynamic that seems to be a part of this that's not spoken. But... Well, wait. Let me respond yep. on the therapist yep. thing. Yep. Um, the therapist. It has to be with more than the therapist. She right. needs to have right. this conversation with one or two other people who are raising kids and who may know him, her friends, and yep. with her husband, because the therapist is involved. 
ther- therapy is is not a form of uh, technically of enmeshment, you know, but we do get enmeshed with our clients. We are working with our clients on right. a specific issue. And the therapist right now, right, is working with this client on how much did the dad the question that the client is asking the therapist is, how much did my father create my anxiety and my depression? Mm-hmm. That is what's going through this mom's head, I believe. Um, I don't know for certain, but I believe. And so the father has an iconic role now in the therapy. He may, in the ch- the daughter and the therapist are trying to work out to what extent he is causal of the the brain disorders she's working with right now, which are anxiety and depression. And so they're together in that. Got it. Right? And so this is why, yes, she has to bring it up in therapy. Absolutely. I think she probably already has. Um, But in terms of assets and liabilities, can't just rely on herself and the therapist. Need to also have these other people involved. Great. Thank you for doing that because that that question was in my brain and then it left. Okay. Was how... how, how neutral would the therapist be in terms of the therapy? And I think you've just explained that, that the therapist is there for that client on that particular issue and um, may have some insights, but not the whole picture. Uh, yeah, definitely will have insights. Br- probably a brilliant therapist, but yep. not the whole picture. Right. So the 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 other question then that uh, seems to be unspoken a little bit, at least as a grandfather with a uh, a wife, uh, who loves her grandkids is um, what about grandma in this role? It sounds yeah. like grandma's kind of passive, and if grandpa's shut out from the kids, is that gonna what's that gonna do to grandma? I'm sure yeah. mom's thinking about that as well. Yeah, what may happen is that the mom, the grandma, sorry, may come over to the home, and the dad becomes isolated. You know, in other words, mom's gonna. The kids are not going to be watched by the grandparents at the grandparents' home. Mm-hmm. Um, what often happens in a situation like this is that the, in this case, the mom comes to the the children's home and does the child care there, and the dad becomes isolated, which in itself can be really dangerous to a family dynamic. I mean that that can really be disruptive. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is possibly how the grandma stays involved. I I uh, yeah I you know this thing about people belittling other people some of it is is um you know endemic to that personality type but i also think some of it some of it is generational i mean i think so much more of that dynamic between males and females went on in the past and i think couples nowadays are trying really hard not to not to you know, have the situation where the alpha male is always cutting down his spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, in my own family case, as I, as you know, because you know me well, it was in fact the opposite. My mother was the alpha, and every day, it seemed like every hour or two, cut my father down. Mm. And and the mistake that I think she especially made was she did it in public. And when what I, I mean, they had their dynamic. They were actually married sixty years. Um, when she died, and they had a dynamic, and it worked for them. And I have talked to my dad about it, and he talks about the fact that, well, you know, I knew she was doing it to me, but I had my work, and I and he was very good at his what he did. He was a leader, you know, etc. Foreign service professor, all that, great at at his work. And he just went into his work, and um, and he escaped her. But he said we we 
both our parents were divorced, which is actually very unusual for for people to divorce in the 30s and 40s. But my dad was born 29. Uh, both my dad and mom, sorry, were born in 29. And um, both their sets of parents divorced. So no matter what, they said, they were going to stay together for their kids. Huh. And they they did it. But, yeah. but you know, they're of that generation. And I, I – and in this case, it was – the woman always cutting the man down. And I, what I've always taught to everyone I've talked to is, okay, look, if you are in a dynamic where one of you is just constantly criticizing the other one, what you absolutely cannot do is do that in public um, because that is just doubly destructive of the core self of the person being criticized. And, you know, if I, if I knew this grandpa, I would walk right up to him and say, okay, I've been with you for the last month. I have noticed that you keep cutting your wife down. Why are you doing that? You know, I would be really confrontational of him, but I would know he can't change. And I would know that she, this daughter's mother, is part of the dynamic. She has decided it's okay. Mm -hmm. And, And so I can't, I as the child can't get involved in that. This daughter can't get involved in that. All this this daughter can do is say, is that is my child for the three hours that my child is with these people, um, is that so much on the liability column, you know, modeling, uh, my children seeing the model of um, of a person belittling another person? Um, how often does that happen in front of my kids? You know, does it happen once an hour? Does it happen once a day? That goes in the liability column. And yeah, if it's enough of a liability, then, 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 these people, the, the the woman, her husband, her assets are going to say, okay, we got to take the kids away. But if it's not enough of a liability, what we have to, you know, realize is that's not our business. You know, we're not going to change those two people. So right. that's not one we can solve. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. So so let's say that they the, the positives outweigh the negatives, and the negatives are pretty strong, but they still want their children involved uh, with grandma and grandpa. What do they, how do they interpret grandpa to the kids then uh, when, let's say, the daughter, grandpa said something really mean that day, or grandpa was a little harsh with the son? How do they speak about grandpa to the kids if they if they want to keep the kids in relationship with grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to do some retraining. They're going to do a little retraining of grandpa. Um, they're going to say these five things you can't do anymore, you know, uh, et cetera. And then with the kids, they're going to do some retraining of the kids. And it's going to uh, be around framing. You know, they're going to be saying, okay, um, uh, like I mentioned with the boy, okay, Part of what you're learning is you're learning that in certain environments you can't mm. do those things, you know. And mm. with the girl, um, uh, part of what you're learning is there are some people out there who are harsh, mm. and their tone is too harsh for you, and it it frightens you. And so what what you need to do is be resilient. You need to develop in yourself resilience, and you have to put that harshness in context, you know. 
I, I know that's very hard for you, but that's what you need to do because you're going to meet people like him elsewhere. And when you become a teenager, you're going to have girlfriends who are really harsh to you and you're going to have to be able to handle it. So the conversation, it's going to be a repetitive conversation of reframing and trying to help these kids, um, ultimately the goal is resilience, help these kids <clears throat> to use this critical grandfather as a resilience builder rather than as a self-destructor. In other words, like you know, she talked about her, her mom's self-esteem is low. What mm -hmm. she's trying to do, obviously, is protect her kid's self-esteem. And right. so it's going to, she and her husband and others, maybe friends, girlfriends, are going to be talking to these kids and and reframing them toward resilience. And um, as long as the physical boundaries are not, you know, as long as he stops this this hugging that's inappropriate, which I think he has, if it's if it's verbal, right? I mean, if if all of what he's doing is verbal, mm -hmm. then um, then uh, you know, then we can reframe that with these kids. We can say to a five-year-old girl, it, it, she is old enough for a parent to say to her, I know that really hurt your feelings, you know, uh, tell me about it. And if she can voice it, she'll voice it. And then, okay, now remember, there's people like him in the world. And so what can you learn from him, you know? And then mm -hmm. that's the processing. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that will be enough. Um, and I, I, you know, I think it might be enough because I think from this email, uh, my my suspicion is that that half or more of what's happening is this is being projected through her her lens of her therapy, and so hopefully to bring her some relief if she's listening, to whatever extent this is processed through your lens of your therapy, it's a it is a righteous and real way to process it, and it means that things may not be as bad as you think. Mm. And look for that. See mm -hmm. if they're maybe not as bad as you think. If they are as bad as you think, then obviously we've already talked about that, what has to happen. But they may not be as bad as you think. And so reframing with this five-year-old may work. Michael, this is this is really good. And, and again, uh, you know, as a grandpa who loves his grandkids, um, and we've talked about this before, how important grandparents are in the lives of their grandchildren. Um, I, you know, I hope it works out. I, I think to have grandpa involved is, is important and it's important for probably for grandpa, even if he doesn't know how to articulate it, but all the things that you said about, you know, having to look at the liabilities and the assets and so on, that's all a really important conversation. And it's a sad, it's a sad conversation to have to have, but, um, the fact that, uh, mom wrote us says that she wants to get at it. She's in therapy to get herself well. And uh, it sounds like she's she's headed in the right direction on these kinds of questions. Yeah, yeah, she's she's doing great. I mean, this was a great email. She she is processing it great. She's getting help, and um and and luckily there isn't abuse here. You know, I mean, this isn't, and that's what makes it complex in that he's he's actually not abusing anyone. Uh, I'm sorry, any of the kids. I don't mm -hmm. know about his wife, but but he's not actually abusing these two children. So that makes that's good. Um, uh, and obviously if he were, I'm sure she would yank them out fast. So he's not abusing, but he, it's in that realm of what she's worried about is emotional abuse. And, and she's working through that. And yeah. I, I, and I applaud her. And I also applaud the fact that she's asking for other perspectives, like the dad's perspective. Yep. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you.
and thanks everyone for listening. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.